0: you listening to a Drishti Point podcast. Please visit our website for more inspiring interviews on yoga, spirituality, and wellness. You're listening to a special Christmas broadcast of Drishti Point Radio on CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm your host, Sherry Cajuera, and I am pleased to welcome back Kimberly Teresa, who gave us such lovely insight last month into how to fly free in a spiritual practice. Kimberly Teresa is an international teacher of spiritual philosophy and is widely recognized for her experience and knowledge of Tibetan Buddhism, yoga, Christian mysticism, psychology and integral mythology. Today, we're going to talk about how to find your calling. Merry Christmas, Kimberly, and welcome back to Drish Point Radio.
1: Ah, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you on such an auspicious day.
0: So, I am really curious to chat about this topic, and um, really wanting to understand myself, the nature of, you know, quote-unquote, what is a calling?
1: Yeah. Oh, so much to say. Um, You know, just to begin, the nature of callings. um, In many traditions, calls in the form of sounds precede prayer, or rites of initiation or healings of some sort or major life events like weddings or death, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have this sound, this call to a place or a state that summons us away from our daily ordinary grind to a new level of awareness and often to a sacred reality. And so there's this, this deep pattern in our society and in our nature of callings. You know, the word call actually means to be spoken to. And in the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Mm-hmm. Words became flesh, and so we must actually put words to these dreams. And there are these deep, hidden, itchy dreams that we only admit to ourselves. And there's different questions we can explore about, you know, through deep, personal private inquiry about how to feel into these longings in our heart and maybe the first one would be you know to take a moment and feel into what is your heart's desire right
0: well and know, what is your heart's desire and, and that brings up a, a burning question I have I know that um, you know you hear stories of people who knew at their very core when they were a, a young child what their calling was. But for many of us, we're more clear on what we don't want to do or what we don't want as opposed to what we do want. And, yeah. You know, it's how can we begin to find out what these deep longings really are? Yeah. Well, the first
1: thing is to recognize that those states of dissonance or... You know, I'm feeling something's not working, but I'm not sure what's going to work. You know, that feeling, I had it for years. I remember feeling it strongly when I was about 28, this feeling like I'm waiting for my life to begin and that something is missing. That's actually a sign of growth, interestingly. It's a sign that you've grown out of your current stage of satisfaction and you're yearning to, for something more. So the first thing is to recognize that there's an itch for something else, hmm. that you're on the edge of a new you and a new becoming. And then how do we start to identify them? We look for patterns. We we ask ourselves these questions that, such as, you know, what have I always double dared myself to do hmm. secretly? We ask ourselves, you know, what what dream is recurring that I can't seem to shake? What song can't I get out of my head Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that I wake up with on my lips? What is the message for me? And to recognize that we each, if there's one important thing to say for me today, it's this. We each are unbelievably unique. There is no one else in the world that is you, that is me, nobody. Mm -hmm. Yet we have these deep-featured similarities that allow us to feel each other and empathize. But yet, there's nobody that's you. You are unique, and we each have a purpose. It could be flower arranging. It could be being a father. It could be being an artist. It could be many things that have a purpose. And to see that and step into it is our mission. Right.
0: You know, sometimes I think we dismiss things that we might be naturally good at, you know, like that we might just consider to be a hobby or something we do in our spare time, or perhaps something comes easy and it's not something we think we can make a living at or, you know, contribute to society with. How do we align our, our core values with our deepest journey? Yeah, that's so nice. It's such a good
1: insight. Yes, i I
0: spend I've spent
1: 15 years working with people on this issue, and it's such a joy because one idea I think that helps encapsulate your question is this Tibetan concept called Kham. It's K-H-A-M. And it's a word that means Buddha nature. And the definition of this comes from um, Asanga's Uttara Tantra text, if anybody's interested. And it's just like this definition of this... So ways to define it are like a seed or a gift. That you have, and it has a karmic connotation. It's a because of your karma, your who you were born to, your genetics, all the whole picture, physical, mental karma, it's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Your ancestry, everything. You have a certain uh, propensity. You have gifts, you know. And so stepping into those gifts and finding them is often what you love to do. What are you doing when time stops, people? You know, and then the question next, the Uttara Tantra asks us actually in a different context, but says, How can you then serve others with that gift? Because if you can find a way to actually give that gift to other people somehow, then you you will succeed. You will find happiness. Beautiful. And you'll get enlightened
0: actually. Ah. You know? Living your yes. gift, okay. Living your Yeah. So perhaps you could talk a little bit more to that. Um Living your gifts as a path, I take it, to enlightenment.
1: Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Being all you are in your everyday reality. In the spiritual world, we tend to think we need to give up who who we're born to, who we are, you know, as our way to enlightenment. And sometimes we do on the way. (laughs) But what we find is embracing that, embracing all the cards stacked in our favor. To succeed, and then finding way to give that to others, and it is going to be what we love to do. It's not going to be what bombs us out, you know. It's going to be what is joyful for us. Right. A very one of the most amazing Buddhist teachers I know is a fisherman, oh. and that's very, you know, interesting for a Buddhist, you know. But he gets joy in it, and he doesn't harm any beings, and you know, he. Another person I know is. Um, you know, a flower arranger. Mm-hmm. Another one is a mother, but they embody it. They completely own it. It's who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um. So that leads me to another question. Uh, obviously, it's this pursuit of of a calling, and and how can we align that with goals of achieving material abundance, um, love, health? You know, all of the key sort of quote-unquote normal things that we seem to be after, but also align that with our spiritual life.
1: Oh, yes, of course, because we actually need to make money to live. You know, that's that's a fact, you know, and um, it's just part of the society and contract that we're in. Um, Well, the interesting thing is if we, in our heart are really trying to give others this gift in whatever way, Mm -hmm. harmlessly you're going to be ahead of the game secondarily um, here's a strategy moving from once you identify what the vision is then you shift to strategy and strategy is A. do what you're good at often the visionary or the artist needs to do those pieces and not the administrative pieces or the organizational pieces so the most important you know aspect of a new venture is to get a team around you get people who know what you don't you know find others to balance your calm you know Um, get a team and get help because the bigger the vision the more help you need you know Mm -hmm. and find people that align with this vision of yours whatever it is and it takes a lot of creative thinking to do that Um, I suggest frankly a meditation practice a regular meditation practice that enables and builds the visionary capacity and the intuitive capacity um, of our being and that's very important um Yeah, Yeah, those are, I think, the most important things that I can say.
0: Okay, lovely. We're going to take a quick station break, and we'll be back after this song to talk more with Kimberly Teresa, and um, we'll be back soon. You're listening to Dwistie Point on Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. I'm Sherry Cagliari, and I'm here today with Kimberly Teresa. We've been talking about how finding your calling is a way to align our core values with our deepest yearnings um, so that we can live our lives fulfilled with passion, meaning, and authenticity. Kimberly, tell us some of the ways that we can identify our calling. We were just before the break talking about some of the strategies, which I'd like to revisit again before we end the show. But right now, can we talk a little bit more about how we can identify our calling? You bet. You know when I
1: work with with beings on this and everybody, um I'm really looking for a certain clue, and it's not the words If I ask somebody what is your heart's desire? you know what is your secret longing? Mm-hmm. Where would you be if you were totally happy? You know often the words I get don't ring true okay um, and what I look for is light, I look for light in the system and and literally light literally when we speak our hearts' desire when we give voice to our call when we respond to the call there is a radiance and an excitement that comes into our being and we find it in our vernacular they have a twinkle in our eye mm-hmm. they light up her room a blushing bride on her wedding day mm-hmm. you know etc so i i encourage us all when we are considering these questions to Figure out where, when we speak it, what are we afraid to give voice to, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we give voice to it, like, I want to be an actor, or I want to be a parent, or whatever, you know, we are we secretly make things, well, what if it doesn't happen? What if I don't make it? What if it doesn't work out? And these fears stop us from giving voice to our calls. So another inquiry into it is to ask yourself, what are you not saying? You know, what is your
0: secret dream that you want to you it? Right. I also think a lot of people get confused, well, not so much confused, but perhaps derailed from their, their true um, desires uh, in this pursuit for just mundane things, like we were saying earlier, you know, the need to make a living or the pulls of a family or, you know, just the obligations, so-called, of daily life. And... Um, perhaps you could give us some advice on on balancing that or, as you say, you know, asking the harder questions sometimes, right? Um, so just perhaps a little bit more insight into being able to listen to that inner voice. And... Right. Um, and you're cutting down a bit, so I'll just okay. preface
1: there. So hopefully we'll get this. I'm not sure why. Sorry about that. Um, just interrupt me if you need to, okay. Um, well, you know it's interesting the The nature of calling's and inc- inquiry really um puts us in a place where, if we say yes to the call, half of us thinks we're totally crazy, and the other half knows we'd be crazy not to do it right. okay. So it's not going to, at first, be logical. It's to respond to a heart calling, to a intuition, to something that seems so far out from where we are now that it seems foreign or unattainable. You know, so first, by like, admitting it and saying, this is what I want, there's a time when you need to fully express that vision, fully articulate it, and then go to, well, how do I do it? And... I've never in, I've literally coached over a hundred people on in this inquiry, found anybody that couldn't find a way to cover their basic needs while they were pursuing their calling. Their calling may or may not have been what led them to, uh, financial security. Mm-hmm. Sometimes callings are to be something, not do something, like be more kind or be more wise. So the call is to be more Spiritual perhaps. That is often a call I experience. And so the strategy then is actually how to make a, a decent living and cover your expenses while you are going on retreat or while you are pursuing um a family life, you know, to simplify your life. And so um covering the basic needs is fundamental and absolutely necessary and always possible.
0: Mm. So earlier you were also talking about you know once we start to identify some of this to the strategy being to surround ourselves with um, a team of support and also uh, to engage in a a meditative uh, inquiry are there some steps that people can take towards that if they're new say to this whole um, type of investigation You bet. I think the first would just
1: to, right now, um, I'll offer an inquiry that you can take to the cushion. And it would begin with an understanding of, or a um, feeling into this Greek idea of telos, T-E-L-O-S. And this is Greek for end or purpose or goal. And it was used by Aristotle. And it's really the study, you know, roughly the study of purpose, purpose, I don't know how to say it, purpose, the purposeness, of purpose. I'm glad you're editing this. (laughs) A state of purpose. Yes, it's a study of, of purpose and the study of objects with a view to their aim or their purpose or their intentions. And so this idea telos means end in the sense of a pull towards an end. And I think of it as an evolutionary impulse. There's an impulse in us that is pulling us towards our future becoming that is more evolved than we are now. Mm-hmm. And I believe this. We are constantly, all of us, evolving, whether it feels like it or not. Mm-hmm. So figuring out what we're being pulled to, you know, and and how we can, in, in a quiet place, go sit down quietly every morning. Take a few minutes and allow yourself to dream. Allow yourself to ask, you know, the quiet beating of your heart, what you long for, what you know you must be, what you're waiting for, that one day will happen, right? And begin to step into that reality by admitting it to yourself. And then amazing things start to happen. Look for patterns in your life and allies and support around you. We are constantly surrounded by clues in our life. About the directions we should go if we can tune into it, and I don't mean this in magical thinking. I mean this in terms of of a state of pattern making where we can recognize the you know wise next steps that are of most benefit to the most people.
0: Right. So being on the lookout for these patterns, then I take it, and sort of recurring. Um, well. I guess for yes. lack of a better word, yes, absolutely, um, things that keep coming up, I guess I love what you said earlier about even the the um you, you know the deepest hidden dreams and how um things that keep coming up, yeah, yeah, and also what you said earlier about how you look for when when you're helping people with this in terms of um accessing what that is that there is this light there is this um it sounds to me almost like a subtle body yogic thing you know where there is an aura or a um an element of of uh, subtle energy that that just lights up is that is is that accurate or cuz i i also find that when
1: i'm quite doing, so yeah when I'm, I'm doing
0: something that really Things makes my heart sing. I do feel a sense of joy, a, a sense of um, happiness. Um, like if I'm teaching a yoga class or something like that, and I'm, I'm helping others, I do feel this sense that seems to be almost intangible, but feels to be a bit of a lightness. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great.
1: Absolutely. And that is one of the one of the questions of inquiry. Of you know, the yogis would call it your prana, your energy is. Entering center, you know, moving up your spine and awakening your energetic center of your chakras, right? Yogis would say this, kundalini is rising, Mm. Uh, you know, and psychologists would say you're in a state of flow. You know, that's what modern psychologists would say, you know. The Kailachik High, um, the great, great um, modern psychologist, state of flow, coined that term. And, you know, my coaches training that I had so many years ago, would we'll call it Radiance and Light, and it's this tracked, measurable, physiological response in the system when we are really articulating, you know, for lack of a better word, our path, you know, what is going to bring us to a more evolved state, and by definition, more evolved means more encompassing, more friendly, more aware, more wise, you know, and that's... Interestingly, denotes a state of joy and a state of resonance you know with all of, of reality
0: mm-hmm. well, that feels like motivation to find your calling to have that uh ability in that capacity oh, yeah yeah we were speaking earlier also about um not only identifying what our heart yearnings are but to Uh, follow certain strategies, and you first mentioned a couple. Are there more that you would like to share with us? Yes. You know, I would um, think
1: about what you wanted to be when you were a kid. Mm. And it might not be the same thing, like maybe you're not going to be Superman or Wonder (laughs) Woman um, or Fireman. You know, maybe. But there's an archetype there. There's a pattern. You know, there's a deep future that is calling to you that suits your calm. That Tibetan word, your skills, your your karma, your talent, mm-hmm. your genetics, your ancestry. However you would like to think about it, all of this is true. You know, it suits your who you are, and stepping into who you are, not running away from it, is, I believe, a, an embodied path. You yeah. um, know, bringing heaven down to earth in you, in your unique way. So that you know, what do you love? Mm -hmm. What do you love? What do other people see that you're really good at that almost seems seems invisible to you? Mm -hmm. Um, What is with what have you done for work? You know, it's easier to spot these things the older you are. I'm Mm -hmm. in my fourth decade now, you know, and so I see the patterns easier. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, ask people close to you. What would you know? What they think?
0: We're back with Kimberly Teresa, who is the co-founder and executive director of the Yoga Studies Institute, acronym YSI, a global not-for-profit educational organization that trains yoga teachers to be spiritual cosmonauts, subtle-body samurais, and yogic mentors. Prior to YSI, she worked for 10 years in the business world, specializing in organizational learning and development and global operations. Kimberly, can you remind us again what some of the um, key questions are that we can ask to identify and step into our calling?
1: Yes, so delightful to do so and offer this. One is to consider a dream that keeps coming back. You know, what is the theme? Look at a symptom that recurs. And has, is somehow metaphoric, such as a pain in the neck, you know, um, or too much pressure on my shoulders. Right. Mm. Um, you're on the subway and a snippet sort of conversation seems to be spoken directly to you. Has that ever happened to anybody? That's um, you know. Yeah, you know, places in your life where there's friction, interestingly. You know, I mentioned touch on this before, but friction happens when change is taking place or is desperately trying to. <laughs> so it's a sign that change has got to happen. You know, and it's actually, as I mentioned, a call for something greater. You're just you're, you've grown out of a certain stage. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. And unfortunately, studies show and all of our experience shows that when we grow to the next stage. It's painful, so where is there friction you know in your life? Where is change desperately trying to take place? Where do your deeds not match your words? uh Where do you fight with others? You know? mm-hmm. Where do your longings rub against your security? Mm-hmm. You know and a favor of mine lyrics you can't get out of your head. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's a good one. Um. Yeah.
0: That's great. So, for people who uh, feel they have found their calling, or perhaps have been um, trying to uh, stay on track, I guess you know, is is it possible to be in your truth with your your dreams and your calling, and and not get stagnant somehow? Like to be able to. How do we continue to grow and develop and maintain this so that we really are a gift to the world?
1: Mm, beautiful question. Well, one thing is to recognize that stagnancy is going to happen. No matter how wonderful or beautiful it is, it's going to change over time. <laughs> so what is our calm today won't be our calm tomorrow. And what, you know, necessarily sometimes there are lifetime deeper things such as to be of service or to be kind or, you know, this deeper, uh, emotional beingness um, not so much doing this. Um, but, you know, one thing is to recognize that that it's going to change. And, and when you lose efficacy, when you lose the joy, re-examine. You know, re-examine. Mm-hmm. And, and see what's next. Where things will be, what is it we change changed careers seven times in a lifetime on average. I believe the latest statistic is... You know, be open for where things are constantly leading you. If you are growing quickly, you will have a lot of change. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, any um, final advices on how we can integrate this pursuit of our dreams, the the whole strategies that we were talking about, and um, and really, you know, realize our toughest dreams. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ensure that it is what your heart is pulling you to do and not just a, quote, good idea. Oftentimes we have good ideas that make sense that don't excite us. Ah. What makes you nervous and compels you and makes your heart beat is it. It's the thing that scares you. That's it. It's okay. <laughs> not the one that just makes sense, you know? Okay, so that's one thing quote unquote good ideas were in our head and you know it doesn't ever work um, if it's a heart calling there is a way get allies and cover your bases and recognize that you know um, we all have different financial needs and that need to be met and meet them and with good support a way can be found
0: mm. That's beautiful. Before we go, any any final um information or um, input that you would like to give to our listeners on this lovely Christmas day? Oh well,
1: you know, it's such a powerful cultural day for us, you know. Uh we all have a history with it imprinted in us since such a young, young time. I personally am really enjoying creating uh, a, fa- a family that I've recently married into, you know, so a new family, and realizing that with raising children, and every time we step into a family circle, whether it's friends, you know, in our apartment, or our family of origin, or family we've selected, or even if we've decided to spend Christmas on our own, you know, with ourselves, which is a great relationship that we're creating a culture as we go forward together on these days. There's a shared intimacy when we all recognize something like a holiday together. Mm. And just, it's a special day, you know, in in whatever way. And we can actually move our culture and our society forward if we can do that consciously together in what one of my teachers calls a WE space, you know, a WE space where we, just to simply send out good intentions to ourselves and our neighbors and hope to better ourselves. And that really ripples out in an extraordinary way. So I would send the best wishes and joy and peace to everybody listening and to our planet and universe as a whole on this day.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for enlightening us, um, not only on the importance of identifying our heart's desire, but on this very special message and information and strategies and this wealth of wisdom that you've given us today we really hope to speak with you again in the new year and thank you so much for joining us today Oh yeah wonderful to speak with you sherry
1: and great wishes you know to everybody
0: thank you so much okay We'll talk to you again soon. So we've been listening to Drishti Point Radio on CFRO 100.5 FM. You can follow Kimberly Teresa's international work on her website at com. I'll be back with you on the first Tuesday in January for a New Year's Day interview with local teacher and counselor, Didi Poignier. So please tune in again at 5 p.m. on January the 1st to that. Thank you to everyone for listening, and we'll leave you now with music on this beautiful Christmas day. Thank you for listening to Drishti Point. We dedicate our efforts to the health and happiness of our listeners and for the health and happiness of all living beings.